0: Hello and welcome to the Massive Mediocrity Podcast. I'm your host Max Kesslering. As always, I'm here with my brother Fraser. <laughs> we in the building, back on our uh, the master's grind, <clears throat> the two man grind, two man grind. Feels good, feels good to just getting back in the booth with me, and, me and my bro.
1: Yeah,
0: my little big bro, Paxi. <laughs> hey, Lanky ta- Max. I'm, first off, I'm taller than you, and second off, I'm closing in on your weight because you keep getting skinny. True, it is true. But I still got a lot of weight on you.
1: Not a lot, but like I ten got,
0: pounds or more. Yeah, a little more than that. But can we make a petition? If we get one thousand signatures, you'll change your Instagram name to Lanky Max, and then it's it's just Lanky Max does stuff. So all of your captions are like Lanky Max goes climbing lanky max or maybe i'll just create an instagram i think you need to create a separate instagram just for me doing things yeah just like lanky max goes to the store well that's what like half of your snapchat was for a really long time was just while we were working irish twins you'd have uh me doing things and be that that's what people in niagara everyone in niagara knew me from that
1: it was was just from
0: uh basically your snapchat story yeah the first time max came up to school we were just walking around campus and uh I just say hi to people, and they're like, "Oh my god, Lanky Max!" I'm like, "Yep, it's it's catching on. Here we go." And I just pumped for an entire weekend. Yep. I was like, "Ugh." It was awesome, regardless. Really incredible. So, I, uh, you know, I'm I'm here. I had I'm feeling sick. We've had to push back the date. Sorry, it's been so long since we posted our last one. Max had the swine flu, certified <laughs> swine flu. That's not a joke, Fraser. The swine flu is a real thing. H1N1. I know someone who had it. Yeah. Shout out to my girlfriend, Nicole, actually had... That's so weird. I'm not worried about the swine flu. I'm worried about the turtle flu. Turtle flu? Yeah, already had the swine flu. Now I'm worried about turtle flu. <laughs> no idea where that's from. Parks and Rec. But I'm here with my hot tea and that's my tissues. That's not me. Hot tea is not Frasier. Hot tea is actually hot tea. <laughs> oh, you want to be called hot tea? I am a hot tea. You have high I tea? I am not hot tea. What about I h- am a hot tea. Oh, hot tea. Oh, do you have high tea? Do you have high tea? No. Yeah. I got high tea. That's okay. That's okay. I'm, I'm, a, getting, that's I'm, I'm a hot tea with high tea. Oh, nice. Good for you. We're playing game crazy. I'm all jacked up on my $1 McDo- McCafe McDonald's coffee. Do you have a beer. library from McDonald's? Made with 100% Arabica beans. Um, not locally sourced, <laughs> but sourced <laughs> somewhere <laughs> somewhere in uh, Nigeria. All <laughs> above board. All done you know like if, legitimately just on a board yeah, it's yeah on, not like, like, on a board. like on a board that's all the beans are crushed so you know it's legit yeah, yeah yeah, it's like real natural process McDonald's goes through love it love it well glad to have McDonald's I'm loving it Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. save your voice pass <laughs> I mean, save it's... it for the sports <laughs> alright let's get into the sports um, the biggest news in New York, I would have to say, on the football front, is Eli Manning getting benched, which now ruins his streak of over 200 games. 210. Being 210 games being started in a row consecutively. Uh, pff, what do you What do you think about? Do that? we have a button that we can press for uh, steaming hot Frazier? Because <laughs> <you just laughs> steaming <hit> the... <laughs> hot Frazier's is coming at you right now. Well, that's... Dude, I want to feel it. Bobby McAdoo, get the fuck out of here. What an embarrassment on that New York Jets franchise. And this isn't just... Not Jets. Giants. I'm so fired up I can't even think. New York Giants. It is an embarrassment from management all the way down. This isn't strictly on Bobby McAdoo. (laughs) Moving forward. Bobby McAdoo is a joke. And the fact that Eli, who brought this team to Super Bowls, granted it wasn't by himself... He is a two-time Super Bowl winning champion with the New York Giants. Yes. He has two Super Bowls. Yep. He has brought them to the playoffs last year. It's yep. not like he... I mean, quarterback position, you kind of fall off a cliff. With a guy like this, you can't just bench them. You have to t- treat them with some dignity. I mean, it was so, short, so short-sighted of them to just bench him... This is a quarterback that you want to be an advocate for your team. This man might be in a statue outside of that that stadium. You got to think the long term. You can't just think we're going to tank. Listen, for Geno Smith, no less, Geno Smith is. It is a a fact. It is an empirical fact that Geno Smith (laughs) is a shitty quarterback. It's just, it's like there's no argument behind if Geno Smith is a good quarterback. He is not. He's thrown more interceptions than he has touchdowns. He is not a winning quarterback. He never will be a winning quarterback. He got his jaw rearranged by an ex-teammate. He's not a good teammate. I don't understand this at all. It's not as if they are bringing in a fresh quarterback to see, hey, let's see what this guy's got. They're trying to tank. It doesn't matter. Their team isn't very good. So just tank with Eli. You know, save some save some face. Let the guy like ride out. Release him at the end of the year. At least release him this year where he could go. Eli and the Jaguars makes that team much better. Have him go back with Tom Goblin. When Tom Goblin, <laughs> love to have him. Oh, side note. Richie now just calls Tom Co- Tom Coughlin, Tom Goblin, and it's not as a joke. He just doesn't know his name. <laughs> well, he just like forgets and I call him Tom Goblin because he looks like a goblin. So now Richie has just gone our to our father. Our father Richie. He calls him Tom Goblin now and I think it's amazing. And it's not to be funny. It's, it's just like, like that old what dude calls not him. remembering names kind it's of. It's great. That's so, awesome. There's so many parts that I disagree with this on. Same. I mean, Eli is probably going to be a Hall of Famer. If he deserves it, I don't know. He does have two Super Bowls. He pretty much brought them to those two. He's been a consistent quarterback, 210 games in a row. You, you want that in a quarterback. You want that Brett Five Iron Man. He's just going to be there every single game to compete. Just to, the short-sightedness, the just pure incompetence of this move drives me insane. I do not understand it at all. It's ridiculous. From my perspective, one of the most important qualities in a quarterback is consistency and availability. That dude always shows up. That dude, he's like Gian. Gian, the deaf mute sound guy. From, uh, what's his face? Croll uh, Show. The Croll hey, Show. Hey, Gian, you get that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, freaking Eli, he shows up and he, you know, he's consistently decent. Every year, he's not in the bottom half of quarter. You know, he's like, we in the middle. You can, and he's proven you can win championships with him as your quarterback. So that allows you to do a lot of things in the franchise. It allows you to think about the rest of your team and not have to worry about your quarterback because you know he's showing up. You don't have to worry about him being injured. You don't have to worry about him, you know, totally being the worst quarterback in the league. You don't have to look for new guys to pick up. You you know what you have, you know, consistency. And then you can build around that. And what? What they've done in the past, what the Giants have done in the past—they have built a great defense around them. They've built a good running game with Tiki Barber. They've built a, a lot, lot of and uh, you know, lot Amon, Amon Bradshaw, Amon Bradshaw, and Brent Brandon Jacobs. Jacobs. Yeah, uh, they've proven that you can win two championships against um, what's his face uh, Belichick. Belichick, you can win two championships against Belichick in this day and age. And you can do with Eli Manning. So what are you... What's the move? And I get it. If you're trying to... Like, Frazier, you said, if you're trying to look at someone you have that we don't know who, how good they are. You got a rookie. You got a second-year guy who's never played the league. Brett Hudley, for example. You don't know what you got in him. But you're going to really play Gino effing Smith? Like, you think he's the answer? What's the point? If you're already going to tank, just keep playing Eli. It's a disgrace to your franchise. And when... You bench a guy that's been this quintessential to your franchise, it shows what kind of franchise you are as a whole. It, it really reflects on your franchise as a whole, and um, other people, other players will see that. Look at that from the outside and go, do I really want to go for a franchise that is this disloyal and does these type of things to their players that have brought them two championships and a lot of love? It shows by all the the people on, you know, all the fans they're like, no, we want Eli. No, Not a single person I have talked to has really been like, you know what, Geno Smith is who we need starting this week. You need to think long-term, like you said. You need to think about what this does for your franchise as a whole when you bench a cornerstone in, in a franchise player like Eli Manning. Um, what he means to your franchise should be more than winning a couple of games at the end of the season, regardless if it's for your draft stock or not regardless. you got to think as a legacy move. Yes, exactly. This is the legacy that you want your quarterback to go out on? I would be so sour. So disrespectful. I'd be so butthurt if this is how I went out. If my team, who I have... You saw him. This dude fucking cares. He was crying. Yeah, he cares. He, he wants to be on this team. He loves this team. I mean, think about, think about how insane this is. They benched a guy who beat... Bill Belichick and Tom Brady yeah. twice for Geno Smith. Yeah, I know there's also statistics out there that say that Eli Manning is one of the most clutch performers in the playoffs in history, over Montana and Brady and stuff like that. Elite Joe Flacco. Well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, regardless, I I know that's a flawed statistic. I, I I you'll have to look it up, but just look, just Google "clutch Eli Manning statistics." I guarantee it'll pop up. He's been consistently clutched. You can say the Manningham catch or the Tyree catch was, you know, the receiver making a great play. But did you watch those, like, 12 seconds of Eli escaping the pocket on the Tyree catch? He made that happen. He had to throw it. That Manningham catch was unreal, or throw was unreal. He put that on a freaking dime. That was a Dilfer dime. Eli Manning shows up. I don't really care. Um, you know what? I don't care if you want to say, hey, Eli, after that season, we're moving on from you. That's fair. Totally fair. I get it. Not in the middle of the season. That's where my real issue is with, is the yeah. middle of the season. I don't know about you, but... It's just, yeah, <laughs> you got it. It's it just, I've said everything I need to say. It's just like, it's honestly beyond me. Yeah. It's one of those coaching decisions... Well, it's not even coaching because a- it's management and all yeah. that other stuff that went into it. Because it's not just Bobby McAdoo. Yeah, but that is my problem. is the management hired effing Bobby McAdoo. You know why they hired Bobby McAdoo? Because Eli won him because he was the offensive coordinator for the Giants. And Eli went out on a limb you going to do your guy. boy dirty like I that? I know. Bobby. What the hell? You get a new haircut and all of a sudden. a sudden you think you got a big dick, you can just start slanging around? We all okay. First off, we all know his name is Ben Mackey, you're just throwing it. Just wanna let you guys know, we're saying it Bobby on purpose. Uh and I feel like it disrespects him as much as I feel disrespect <laughs> by all of his shitty coaching decisions. It sounded like we're Giants fans. We're just like no. fans of professional sports. Back to his haircut. How do you hire a man with that haircut? Well, before he had the no. center part. Both haircuts are <laughs> indefensible, and yeah. you cannot hire anyone with that haircut. I would not hire Mark Davis with his haircut. I would not hire Bob McAdoo Mark with Mark Davis his... gets his haircut done by the nipple king. The nipple king from the, off- is the Parks office. And Rack. Parks and Rec. Parks and Yeah. Oh, God. Lots of Parks and Rec <laughs> references. love that show. A lot of them today. But yeah, no. I, indefensible. We we don't like Bobby McAdoo. Square up, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sashi Brown. Sashi Brown. It will be a freaking... You guys can do a tag Celebrity death match. I'll freaking take your asses both. Yeah, I don't think it'll be hard with that that slick back hair. All right, we're going to switch over to go to some NBA takes. Um, There's been, you know, kind of some negative things in the news recently. Um, I guess we'll start off with the Grizzlies firing their head coach, um, David Fizdale. Fiz. I I thought he honestly did a decent job, and I thought he... um, I thought he was done dirty a little bit. I like Fizz. I like Fizzdale. I definitely don't think they were. What were they? Seven and four with uh, Mike Conley, and they're uh, seven and like eleven and. They lost since, their last nine straight. Yeah, that's the they, real problem. Yeah, with Conley in, this is uh, the yeah. record aside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Conley in, good, good. Mike Conley out, bad. That's all you need to know. It's yeah. not a coaching issue. I mean, yeah. They they don't have a ton of pieces. Um, they're playing a rookie and uh, Mario Chalmers a lot, and they're yeah. neither of them are very good. I mean, not you can't expect Mario Chalmers was out of the league, and I believe is because of injury last year. Yeah, but, but he's not great. He's not making a lot of yeah, shots. He's not too. amazing. He's, he's yeah. not an amazing player. But you've got to. The biggest reason he left, really, it seems like, was the whole Marcus Shawl issue. Marcus Shawl yeah. felt disrespected by him, um, and he felt. Cause uh, so how it went down was Marcus Paul was sitting and he kind of got up for his norm, order. for for his normal time to go back in or whatever it, yeah whatever it was it was his time to go back in um, in NBA there's always like uh, lines like subs that kind of happen at certain times like you'll know substitution patterns if you watch a lot and he was on his normal substitution pattern uh, for whatever reason Fizdale was like no Mark you're not going in Mark's like okay fine he gets up again. Starts taking off his stuff. Later, going to the scores table, he's like, no, Mark, go sit down. Like, you're not playing right now. Mark has a big to-do about it. Um, and, you know, after the game, Marcus sh- uh showed his displeasure for that. Um, and then, you know... I, he went on, like, a 15-minute-long yeah. presser where the PR people yeah. kept trying to get him off. And he just kept talking. And he said, uh, they wouldn't do Mike like this. Saying, yeah. they wouldn't do this to Mike Conley. They're only doing it to me. Regardless. Yeah. Irregardless. Irregardless. <laughs> Either or work, <laughs> Google it. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't see why that's your, like, your coaching is your problem. Fisdale was well-respected in the coaching community as a good coach. And there aren't too many good coaches would, in the yeah. NBA. There aren't too many good coaches in the NBA. And something that is uh, vastly overlooked in Fizdale's, um, you know, yeah in what he does is he made the players on that team change a little bit because those guys were kind of stuck, like in, the mud. stuck in the mud, crotchety old, whatever, where they're just going to play their way, you know. But he got uh, Marcus all to start shooting threes. He got them to start playing with a little more pace, little not tempo. as much, a little more tempo, less of the grit and grind. That... Hasn't been done in the past, especially with the Grizzlies. This is their fourth coach in through four years. Yeah, they had, like, had they had, and had and Hollins and, and Jaeger. Mm-hmm. Um, and Our then, boy just is the interim coach, dude. Jamie Bickerstaff, Mister Bickerstaff, official Bikersmith. pod of the Masters of <laughs> Mediocrity. Dude, so excited! I had to cough about it. Um, That's an excitement cough if I've ever heard. Woo! One. Uh, no, I think it's good that he's... I mean, it's kind of fun to have Jimmy Biggerstaff back just because he's our official coach. But It feels good. I bet feels you feels like one of my family. I bet you they go 500. Because I bet <laughs> they don't. I 100% <laughs> bet they don't. Okay. Are we. Do you want to keep going on this? Because I got like a weird you keep going. premonition. Oh, okay. All right. So the Clippers, as you know, haven't been playing great. No. And a lot is because of injury. But they also have kind of lost their team. And Doc Rivers... As I said in the beginning of the year people who listen to over under I said I feel like Doc might get fired this year. I still feel like Doc m- might get fired this year. And this is what I see. I see Blake out for a few months. Two, he's out for two, two months, months, 2 to 3 months. Long time. I see him out. I see Pat Beverly's done for the year. Uh Mila Dosic is still injured. He got injured like the first game which sucks. Mila Dosic? What's his name? Teodosic. Teodosic. He got f- and then Galinari. They're all injured. It's the all-injured team. They're all injured. It's we, like the Pelicans. We said that before the season started. Yes. We, we thought it f- would be a fun team, but we took the under because we knew this roster was injury-prone. And you can't put that many injury-prone guys together and not think something's going to happen. To yeah. somebody. Somebody. It's got to happen to someone. <laughs> I think Doc is kind of checked out. Um, Doc is not the same coach that he has been. He, I don't think he's an amazing coach to begin with. I think he gets fired, and I think Fizdale gets hired by Whoa. the Clippers. How do you feel huh. about that? Um, I think Doc doesn't want to be on a team that isn't going to win, which is weird. Like... He doesn't deserve it. But it's like, why do you only coach good teams? It's like, what? Like, you have C. Carlisle. He's a good coach regardless. He's a coach that team, he's gonna coach his ass off. You know, I respect that. Um... I, I don't understand, oh, I need to be coaching only a good team. I don't have time for this. It's like, uh, excuse me? Like, who who are you to, like, like I, I get it. You've won, a, what was it, won one championship and, and lost a lot in the playoffs. How many does he have with the Celtics? One or two. One or two, something yeah. like that. Um, non-fact-checking. Yeah. Uh, Fizdale. I mean, it's a decent recovery if that's what you want to do. I, I, I know that Doc wasn't brought in by Ballmer. You know, Doc was there before Ballmer, so Ballmer wanted to bring his own guy. Uh, I know he's been on the hot seat, you know. Ballmer's a guy that he wants his, his return. He wants a return now. So, Clippers to Seattle. Clippers to Seattle? Clippers to Seattle, Fisdale the coach. I kind of just feel like Fisdale is the type of coach that Balmer likes. Balmer's a fiery dude. Fiery. And he doesn't yeah. seem like a whiny guy. Fisdale will mother after somebody, too. Fizdale. He'll get in some business. And maybe that's not what Marc Gasol could deal with. Yeah. But it's interesting to say that he would go to the Clippers. What do you think? I, what other place could he really go
1: I, I mean, mean there's, that, we're, that's, that's we're,
0: the thing is anyone can get fired and hired at any time. That's the thing. Yeah. We're speculating on something that's like totally impossible to speculate. Um, I don't think there's a lot of franchises that are particularly looking for coaches because a lot of teams that are uh, doing poorly, I wouldn't say are necessarily coaches fault. Like, uh, I think it's mostly roster problems. Um Teams like Orlando, they just got a new coach. They just got Vogel not long ago. So they're really not going to change from that. Um, the The Suns, they're not, you know, they're going to do work bad, but they're going to do bad regardless. So, like, what's the point in changing? Carlisle's a good coach. What are you going to get better than him, honestly, right now? Um, so I don't see a lot of flux unless it's teams we don't see that are going to happen, like the Grizzlies. Um but I think he's at the top of the list of a lot of coaching radars. I think Fizdell someone that has been you know, looking to get a head coaching job, finally got one, kind of got done dirty, only had a year. He barely got his feet wet. And when that whole situation happened at the end of the year, when he was like, um, what was that? He goes on Ta- take that for data. Take that for data. It was like, they awesome. didn't go rook us. It's like, dude, the players got behind him. They cared about him as their coach. One player, like, you're gonna make a decision for one player. I think there's probably something we don't know. And he's Here's- locked in for a bit, though. Marcus is locked in for like the next. Regardless, two years, yeah. uh, uh, there's probably something behind the scenes we don't know that escalated to this point. Um, that made it so that these guys can't even be around them. Um, apparently, when that thing happened, excuse me, at the end of last year. When they interview Marquezal, like, "Hey, what do you think about take that for data?" Marquezal goes, "What? Well, I didn't hear him. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. Excuse me. Everyone heard. It. It was hilarious. Makes me. I love Marquezal because everyone knows I love my big weird foreigners. And he was real chubby. And he is the definition of a big weird foreigner. He's yeah. And this made me drop him down below his brother Pau. Pau is yeah. above Mark now. Pau is above Mark because of that move. But what if he had an L? Then he Paul would move way up in my <laughs> in my foreigner ranking. A name you could pronounce. Yeah, yeah. Right up there right now is Ben Simmons. I know he's he's from he's definitely from Australia. He's from Australia. That's so a he's up there. That's a no, but he. If I had to pick, like a I like see I like who's your who's your number one weird European Europeaner? Joe right Ingles. Jo- yeah. yeah, not from Europe. But I totally agree. Joe Eagles... well sorry, this right. I thought we we're talking about. No, we're foreigners. going strictly no oh, we're we're strictly Europe. Then we'll go worldwide. Hmm. Um maybe Manu. I like Manu he a lot. He does catch bats. He's no he doesn't catch them. he swats the <laughs> shit out of them. <laughs> bop bop. Um how about Europe, I so It's uh, like you like Bogdanovich. or oh, anyone, yeah. anyone with like that? Anyone with a, a vich? Yeah, anyone who's just like a gunner? Boban? I like Boban because he's just massive. Yeah. But my favorite foreigner is Joe Ingles. I was watching... Joe, Joe Ingles is no joke. He's good. He's he, getting so much play yeah, with the jazz. He has to. I know. They have no other options. They have options. no other options. He, no other options. But he's, he's good. Like, first off, he's just one of my favorite dudes. He's yeah. like his dude. That's why I, I like I him. I want him to be my friend so bad. We kinda already do because Ryan Doherty is Joe Ingles. Yeah, they're great. They are great. They're both great. Um, I love yeah, I, I love Joe Ingles. Joe he's Ingles such is a awesome. good dude. He he's on a low post podcast. If anyone um is a NBA, you know, any of our big NBA fans out there, definitely go listen to that podcast with Joe Ingles on a low post. It great insight. Um and I like when people ask questions that aren't necessarily basketball related, like uh, where are you getting your cappuccinos recently? Yeah. Like random questions like that are so interesting to me, and are the way more interesting. They're way funnier. I care more, more about that than like how do you run your pick and roll defense? Whatever. Like I can watch it. I don't need you to tell me. Yeah. Sean um, Glos is fun though. He's awesome. And so he's a good he's, player. Yeah, he's towards the top. My my lowest of the low is pointing guard Dennis Schroeder because I just feel like he's a punk. I think he skateboards though. He which actually is cool. yeah he does skate. Like legitimately can skate. Yeah, he's actually like a decent skateboarder, yeah. but he's toward the low end just because I think he's a prick. Schroeder. Schroeder. Uh, trying <sighs> to think. I like a lot of Australians. I like a lot of Canadians. I loved. I loved my boy. Uh, what's his name? For the Warriors, plays for the Lakers now. Uh, he threw. He wears the mean high socks. Bo- uh, Bogut. Bogut. Yeah, Andrew Bogut. I loved Dude, Bogut. Bogut's still amazing post defender when oh he played gosh, against Joel yeah. Embiid. Joel Beat had some problems with Bogut. Bogut's? Bogut's a legit post defender. Amazing passer. Incredibly underrated passer. The pass between the legs is the most fun thing he does. He basically just, like, sets a screen, but also, like, drops the ball between his giant legs because he's gigantic, and the people just, like, pick it up from Dude, behind him. picks, too. Oh, they're so illegal. Luke Lawatch picks. Dude, Shout out to Luke Lawatch. Shout out to Luke Lawatch. If he listens, Luke Lawatch has got me with so many picks. I was at the Wild, like, a month or two ago. He got me with... Ames too. oh my goodness Ethan Ailey sets the meanest screen his are legal pick a basketball yeah his His are are legal legal. Luke's we're never never legal you come around Luke he'd come out wide and he'd poke on those little volleyball knees out and just fucking hit you right in the thigh oh Oh, god he'd drop you Every time, but man, I love playing with him. You always get open, I'll tell you that much. Big boy. Big boy. Dude, he sent one on me the other week, like the other month, and I I get him, like, oh, what the hell. I walk down the court, I look at him. He's just smiling his ass off because he knows what he did. He loves it. And he knows that I know what he did. Yeah. Oh, God. And he'll dunk on you. That's not fun. I try to avoid that. Yeah. But no, um, what were we talking about? We're we're talking talking about Europeaners. We're Europeaners. Who was I thinking of? There's a lot of good... Oh, Jokic. Oh, Jokic. Yeah, that's right. Jokic is... He's number one. Jokic, Ingles... Yeah, one, two. One, two. Jokic, Mm -hmm. Ingles. They're so much fun. A lot of fun. Totally. Um, Also, people have been getting ejected recently, which I think is kind of... I love it. I like it, too. I like seeing the fire and passion, but not but uh, I'm thinking I think I'm more happy about people getting ejected, like LeBron. LeBron got ejected for basically being a big old whiner and, and showing up refs that he's been doing for years and, and saying and doing things to referees that no one would get away with. Him and Tom Brady are the same in their, pers- in their respective sports, where they just recklessly recklessly berate these referees and get away with it always. They get away with it because they're star ass and they know they can get away with it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's annoying. I hate it. I never... It's As I said, I don't speak to... If I ever played... When I played, you know, I would say, like... I would ask do. them what yeah. I do, what I do. Like, I, I understand sometimes you get fired up, but, man, just to... There are there are people who are even worse who just complain up and down the court than yeah. LeBron. But yeah, it, it is bad. Problem. I was just and he's never gotten a double tech. This is his first time ever getting ejected. That's crazy. Anthony Davis too, first Anthony time Davis. Anthony Davis yeah. got ejected. And I think the problem with Anthony Davis and LeBron is that it was pretty aggressive. Their movements looked like they were trying to set a fight with a little tiny dude who's refereeing their game. I understand from the rest perspective. I respect it way more from them to be like, no, I'm not dealing with your crap. And it's not like they're trying to, you know, oh, look at me stuff. It's like, no, I'm not getting belittled by this person for the rest of the game. It's ridiculous. Two things. I love that Boogie was the calming presence. <laughs> Which is so stupid. In the Anthony Davis thing. Unbelievable. Love it. Makes me so happy because Boogie's been on his best behavior. Not his worst, my worst behavior. Not his worst behavior. He's been on his best behavior. Two, Tim Duncan, I just saw a video, I think it's the House of Highlights, something like that. He got ejected for laughing on the bench by your boy, Joey Crawford, who I hate was it. my absolute least favorite ref in the NBA. Same. Oh my God. He was like, look at me, ref. Talk about showing up. He was trying to show fuck up. Fuck that guy. Th- th- I, don't, I don't like to swear too much on the pot. Fuck Joey Crawford. He, he thought he was... People are here to watch me referees. Uh. So... Tim Duncan's sitting on the bench and he disagreed with a call. So he was on the bench, I think laughing or something. So he got a technical. And he's looking around like, what? Like, did that really just happen? So he starts laughing. And then Joey Crawford hits him up with a double T and send up, <laughs> And Duncan's like, are you kidding me? Like, for laughing? Dude, it's so funny. Unbelievable. Like, Duncan's so. Like, Duncan's not going to get tossed. He barely even talks to the refs. He just might look at him. Well, the uh, corner was I. Yeah. That's the most mean he gets. I know. He was like the most respectful NBA. Everyone who talks about Tim Duncan, best teammate, yep. most respectful player in the NBA, like all this other stuff besides Blood. the big fundamental being an amazing basketball player. It's always yeah. about how good of a person he was. Yeah. So it's just so funny to see him get Joel ejected. Crawford. Like, what a freaking idiot. Just like pure, you know, like almost denial. He was yeah. just like, what? It, yeah. Really? Yeah, so funny. I've been waiting. For, I've been waiting for LeBron to get ejected for this very reason, this exact reason. It should have happened so long ago. He's done this so many times where he doesn't get a call. First off, did you watch the foul call? Yeah, he didn't get fouled. He didn't get fouled. He didn't even get fouled. Was, That's was, my thing. Yeah, it was a ghost call. Like he was, he was bitching about nothing. There was nothing. no call there. That's the thing that drives me crazy. You know who I doesn't get calls? Steph Curry. <laughs> Steph Curry gets hammered. I know I'm sounding like a homer right now, but he gets crushed. I was watching him play the Lakers. I'm like, how doesn't this guy get called fouls on more? I don't understand how he's not a big guy. He absorbs contact well, but he's not. He always ends up on the ground. And I know some of that is because he that's the way he falls because yeah. he doesn't want to hurt his ankles. But at the same time, like, and we kind of just decided that he doesn't want to hurt his ankles because he said, you know serious ankle problems, Max and I have Yeah, no, we have this... Okay, I don't, I don't know if we can explain... Have we explain this on the podcast? I don't think so. But anyways, he never yeah. gets a call, so go ahead. Yeah. Do you want to explain my theory? Yeah. Okay. So, my theory for people when they fall on purpose... I used to do this a lot in uh, ultimate Frisbee when I played in... Uh, Max was a pro. AUDL, professional for like six games. Max was a pro Frisbee player. Shout out so. to the AUDL. So, I would jump when i would jump like higher and i didn't want to come down on something hard i would like a person c- like like a person because the ground is hard or, so yeah okay so if i didn't want to come down on, a, but like an uneven surface or i wanted to like absorb the contact i would fall more like a crumple zone it was more of like instead of landing hard on your ankles or like twisting an ankle or hard on a knee or something like that i would fall and kind of f- I would I would land and kind of fall at the same time, so that it, it absorbs the contact and kind of spreads it out like a disperses crumple, disperses the energy. And I think that's exactly what Steph Curry's doing when he falls when he's shooting these laps. He doesn't want to land on people's ankles. He doesn't want to land on a knee wrong. So he kind of like uses the contact and falls, you know, more controlled, Gracefully. more graceful to absorb the contact. I think it's actually helped. Yeah, bumps and bruises you can deal with those much more than you can like, for example. Not to you know, it's kind of gruesome. But Gordon Hayward, he landed on his you know. I understand he had to catch the ball, but he landed on someone's foot because he landed hard. If he fell, if he was falling, he would he would be fine, guaranteed for sure. He was put in a uncomfortable situation. Yeah. As far as the the ball is thrown behind him and he was kind yeah, of yeah, jumping totally. to a weird so you can't really No, you can't play yeah, just at, saying, at the same time. I understand. If what you're he saying. was falling, it, he would have technically probably not hurt himself, in my opinion. I think that's I think that's actually a strategy that people have cognitively thought about. I understand the argument. Um totally. Uh what was it uh, we We're the, talking about Anthony Davis yeah, getting injected. Yeah, yeah. Boogie. Yeah. Boogie is like a dark horse MVP <laughs> candidate right now no one's really talking about <laughs> cuz i think the the pelicans are 11 and 10 at this point you good maxis are you alive live check Ugh, i got the black long got the black long <laughs> dude so they're 11 and 10 as of right now they make the playoffs they've been playing well boogie has been playing out of his, out of his mind. mind the stats out are crazy his freaking mind don't you, fact check it but don't fa- i mean no fact check it we don't know what it is but he's scoring something like 20 something points a game with like 15 rebounds and seven assists, something crazy like that. He's a monster, he is absolutely killing it. He's been playing really well, and so has Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond's been disrespected, man. Yeah, and I will admit, I disrespected the Pistons in the beginning of the we year. We did. I well, that was, I think that was more of a uh retaliation, more than uh, it was like they were supposed to be good last year. I've been expecting them to be good for a little bit, and they've kind of yeah. sucked. So this is like, well, fuck them. Like, I'm going to get them. Well, yeah, I'm yeah, taking yeah. the under. But they've really turned it on. And it's not the Orlando, you know, shooting 70% from three type of situation. This and Orlando seems, has lost like a bunch of games in a row. They've dropped significantly. That's what I'm yeah. saying. This yeah. seems more of a sustainable success as far as Jumman Jum had. He like, put up 20, it's 22 like good, and 22 or something like, like good that. good rebounding, Celtics. good defense, you yeah. know. And his foul shooting has gotten significantly better. It's crazy how much that matters. It makes a huge difference. That dude put in the work. He went into a gym.
1: The Oscar shot.
0: Robinson foul shot. Apparently. Apparently. I haven't checked it, but. I'm that's still convinced you street. should go underhand, but. Um, this is working, so don't What's it. What's he shooting, like 70% from the line? Something like that, yeah. Respectable. You know, it's a not decent, 40 It's not 40 If you're shooting over 65%, they won't just hack you all the time. Yeah. Shout to Ben Simmons, who just got hackishacked. For the first time. For the first time. He actually had a really good game. I think he put... He had 29 foul shots, I believe he took, and 22 of them were in the fourth quarter when the Wizards put up 40... I believe they put up 48 in the fourth quarter to almost come back and beat the Sixers. Pretty crazy. And the Wizards aren't very good. John Wall's out right now with knee stiffness or soreness Soreness, or some shit like that. Um, But yeah, so... Ben Simmons, I wanted to talk about that, the hack a shack on Ben Simmons. Yeah, do you think that's a good strategy for him? Because he's really tearing up the league right now. Tearing up the league, and if that's a way to take him out. It sucks. What's it's he w- shooting from the line? Do you know? Not good. So it's I like think it's up. I think it's like fifty percent. It's up fifty even. Let's well, going he's shoot with the wrong hand. But go on. Yeah, so if, if he wants to be that dominant player in the NBA, which he can be. Watching him play is pretty incredible. I've watched him a lot more than I expected. I've watched a lot of the Sixers for some reason. And not it's not even for some reason. They're fun. Joel Embiid is fun on the court. Ben Simmons is fun. Uh Covington is an is a good shooter. That was just an amazing player, man. He was a great signing. He's just good. For the low, too. Low. They signed him for the low. Because that's because the franchise stuck by him. You know, he was a guy they picked up on the scrap heap and he's proving to be a good player. So they like the scrap heap. Dude, shout out to the scrap heap, we'll pay you some money, we'll give hopefully you'll give us a little bit of a deal. And they did. Yeah, they've been a lot of fun. And Ben Simmons, the the way he sees the court, his that little baby hook the right that hand. He's got that, the right hand. Yep. Yeah, he's got both hands around the rim, honestly. Yeah. He's good. I love how he drives. He's so big and rangy and mm-hmm. he he he's always attacking. He's like DeRozan. He always wants to get closer to the basket, which is really fun to watch. I really like that style of basketball sometimes. And it's interesting that he's a point guard, kind of. Yeah, point forward. He's like that beautiful point forward that is so coveted in the league. Yeah. You know, that Giannis, that LeBron even, just that ability to handle the ball, make the right decisions, uh, attack from the point guard with the length and their ability to switch and stuff like that. Those players don't come around often. He is something. He can be something. He already is like a top 20 player almost in the NBA. And he can be even better. So right now, a lot of people, like consensus wise, think that LeBron is like the best player. And then people think the next, next, the next tier best player, like the person that will be coming after LeBron. Like when LeBron leaves, and the next best player in the league, people think have a long time thought it was Anthony Davis. They'd be Anthony Davis will take the mantle for LeBron. I don't, uh, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Who do you think will be like the next? big guy. The next guy to be, you know, the MVP for three years. Giannis or Simmons. Those Giannis years. or Simmons. I think Giannis, uh I know there was a lot of early M V P talk with uh Giannis in the beginning of the year and that's definitely cooled off some with uh emergence of Harden, who is absolutely killing it. Um if you want to put a little wager, I think it the two people that potentially are going to win the MVP are Harden. I think Harden deserves it. He's been kind of cast aside. For he the should have won it last year. Definitely should have won it. I think that's evident with how Westbrook has been playing this year, and that's a little tease because we'll get that in a bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think Giannis is something that is kind of the once-in-generational player seven-foot guy who can ball the towns like that. The is undeniable. Uh, ben Simmons, if he can get a jumper, is even more unstoppable. The guy's like 21 years old. Giannis is 23, I think. You have... I think those are the two main guys. Um, I'm trying to think of any other players who could really Embiid. take the torch. Embiid. I don't know if Embiid will have the same impact. He's almost more of like a Shaq figure, except he can shoot. As Dude, far as exactly. dominance dominance from the post? I, so, I, I'm i of the belief that the there's going to be a rebound from this. I think that there's going to be mm. some sort of rule changes that will... So that's... Go, going back. Um, rule changes are a lot of the reason why people are shooting so many threes. I think there will either be rule changes or there will be some sort of a... Uh, what is the worst... What's the hardest thing for the world to deal with? What's the hardest thing for these teams that go small to deal with? It's big guys. It's big guys like Zebo and Gasol. It's big guys like Embiid. It's skilled big men, and I think we're gonna have some resurgence of the skilled big man. I think not I hope now. I so. that'll be fun. I think maybe Embiid is a little ahead of it. I hope, and I think we might see it in like ten years. Yeah. <coughs> There's so much to do with the three points and layups, like the Rockets. who... Yeah are very good but aren't fun to watch, in my opinion. I don't really enjoy watching the Rockets play. Is it play. the Rockets foul- aren't fun to watch, or is it James Harden's not fun to James watch? James Harden isn't fun to watch. Watching foul shots isn't fun. <laughs> and it is a skill to get to the line. It is a skill. He isn't fun to watch, and I don't think the Rockets are very fun to watch, in my personal opinion. Um, right now, the whole league's going to the three-point. Uh, everyone is very switchable. Uh, and that's just kind of how things are going... It would be interesting to see a counter to that, where instead of going with the grain, you go against the grain, and you try something different, like you're saying. Uh, But I don't know. Right now, people are just trying to do what works, and right now, it's all the analytic, uh, you know... Data, Data threes, and... uh, There's nothing better than a lamp and a dunk, though. I mean, there's just not... I mean, no, but I'm saying it's also crazy effective. So So effective. Like, I... The closer you are, this is an um, old adage. I think that's the right term for uh, for basketball. Is the closer you are to the rim, the more likely you are to score. And that is true from the from the paint. You know, anywhere in the paint is better. You definitely get to a point where it's yeah, like, it's like, uh, like uh, marginal utility. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mar- it's like at a certain point, it's like no longer as effective. It starts yeah. to swing back the other way. But if you're hella close to the basket, it's effective as hell. That's where you want to be. If you watch the best teams that are shooting the threes, it's they're also attacking the paint, and they're also scoring a lot of buckets in the paint. A lot of times, the team that scores more points in the paint wins the game. Points in the paint and um, offensive defensive rebounding are the two statistics that people don't look at enough. I think those are... Um, undervalued. Undervalued. And I think those are ones that matter most when you're winning franchise. It's kind of like in NFL, your offensive defensive lines. In the NBA, it's... Offensive, defensive rebounding, and um, what I said before. Dope, and I wasn't paying attention right there. Dude. I zoned out for a second. Yeah, no, no. I think <laughs> so. I think it's offensive, defensive rebounding, and points in the paint. Points in the paint. It was. Yeah, that's what was. Sorry, I was like, I was, I was totally in the zone. I was like, dude, Mac, dude Max is in the, he's killing it, right, man? And I'm like, dude, I'm really vibing <laughs> off this. But then you were so passionate. I was like, wait, well, hold on. He was talking to me, not at me. Yeah, oh, I, like, yeah, right, yeah. I gotta respond. <laughs> but now, points in the paint. When you're scoring points in the paint, it sucks a defense in. It allows your shooters to have a lot more space. When shooters have open space and can shoot open threes, it's significantly better than a contested three. Dope. For sure. Hell yeah. And the that's what I was going to say about the Rockets. They're winning a freaking ton of games, though, on this strategy. What are they? 14-4? Uh, and 14-6? S- four, They're number one in like on the West right now. 17-4, 17-6. They're a great like regular season team. Yeah. He is not very good in the playoffs. <laughs> I didn't want to, I, you know, I just throw a little shade. Just yeah. a little slight shade underneath there. The but Kardashian curse has been lifted and he's back on his grind. Losing. It. That playoff performance by Harden though last year is... It was weird. Indefensible and... I I can't forget it. It was weird. I cannot forget well, that he, game. He kind of was a... He uh, gave up. He was a shadow man when the OKC made the finals too. He, he died... Yeah. In, I, but you're he a you man. man though. You have the ball when you're on the rock. Yeah, but still, man, show up. It's the playoffs. I, I even in college he my, didn't show up. He my, died in, in the, the, in the end, state? yeah. He died in the uh, whatever he played He's, at. I I don't beard know, or no if he beard? He doesn't show up. Uh, yeah, can't you can only hide behind the beard for so long? Do <laughs> totally I right. talk OKC? The OKC issue? Yeah, I. Max was a big champion for that I OKC. Still, okay. I, yeah, it's I can, all about acquiring talent and stars in the I NBA. I don't sound that stupid. And as long as you can These, get stars, you will like like be Matt an amazing do. player in the NBA you have lots of stars. That's how, that was my Max impression. That's <laughs> a horrible impression. Accurate. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to defend them slightly. Let's hear it. And I'm going to say what their problems are. The problems are their coach.
1: I think the coach is very great.
0: I think, uh, I don't think he's able to get Westbrook to listen to him. No one can get Westbrook to listen to them. I think there are coaches out there that can get Westbrook to listen to him. I think Russ listens to no one besides himself. He's very opinionated and he's very hard headed. Listen, I love that he is the way he is, it's fun, it's entertaining. I don't think it translates to long-term success. Well, it, look with... He got to the finals with the Thunder when Kevin Durant was on Did the they team. win? No, but they got there. They won. That's success. They won a lot of games. I I just said they were going to be a contender because they have a lot of freaking talent. And in the playoffs, that's what matters most a lot of times. Because the game slows down. I said they were going to probably struggle a little bit. I I it. think I took the under on them. Um... But, what was I going to say about... But, when they had KD, they, who's their old coach? The, so they have Donovan now. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, what's... Uh, not Scott Skiles. What was the other guy look? They all look the same. All, how come all the NBA coaches look the same? I don't know, they got okay. similar looks. Yeah, but the old coach that they had, they at least ran some sort of offense. They had a your turn, my turn offense, but it was at least How like, do you do my turn, your turn with three three stars? I'll tell you. You sub one in... Put Melo on the freaking bench. <sighs> Okay, so I'll get to that in a second. Look, yeah, So, Westbrook. I think it's a lot of he doesn't know how to turn it off. And that's the thing we love about him, but it's also the thing that hampers his team. You know, it's it's a governor on how, how well his team can perform. When he's on, they're amazing. But look at some of the pieces that have kind of left the team. Enos Kanter has been playing really well for the really Knicks. Really well. Victor Oladipo for the Pacers has been awesome. I mean, you uh, Sabonis... These, he's playing well. All yeah. of these pieces that have left the West, the yeah. everyone was bitching about. Russell's he's got no better. one on his team. Yeah. Look at the people he's got. He has good players. Steven Adams is underutilized on that team. For sure. I Dude, he's... I was terrified of him a few years ago in the in the Warriors uh, Thunder Char- or, uh, playoff game. Yeah. Terrified of him. Anytime he got the ball, I'm like, oh, shit. He's going to score. He's going to score. He's very good. He's a good sh- three-point follow line. Foul uh, foul foul right Yeah, uh, he he's effective in the post. He gets rebounds. He's tough to play against. He's another he's good European that I like. Yeah, um, also from an island, also from New Zealand, uh, uh, not from Europe. Not from Europe. Well, you know, foreigner. I call everyone who's not from America <laughs> European. Whatever. This is America. So he doesn't know how to slow down. I. Melo can't play. It's so difficult for Melo to play within that system of Westbrook just doing Westbrook stuff. Melo isn't the type of player to stand in a corner and shoot. Paul George has done a terrific job, I believe. You were definitely right in Paul George you know, gelling with that team. But Melo is in there, and Melo needs the ball. He needs to pound the rock. He needs to do his like little hezzy. Best uh, hezzy in the game, though. He's an amazing scorer, so I'm saying bring him, put him on the and the second unit, have him run the second unit. He can be that instant offense on the second and unit. he can score against a lot of worse lineups. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have him go in there and feast on these second lineups. You have to have a coach that will get Melo to do he that. He has to, yes. So, there's it's a two-pong problem two problem. two, Melo pong had, problem, two yeah. pong issue. Melo has to want to do that, which yeah. he scoffed at it earlier in the year. But Mellow wants to win. I, I guarantee you that. He wants to win, but he was acting like a big whiny sissy... When he was, when a reporter asked him, "Would you ever come off the bench?" You gotta have Scott, a guy like Kerr, though. Scott, who's like, hey, them. I get that David Lee, you're an all star last year. You're coming off the bench. You gotta have a guy like Popovich. who says, "Manu, our best way of yeah, using but is the bench." How many coaches are there? Like that will do that stuff. And it's yeah. there are some schematic issues where that could help out with their team. But I think a, a decent amount is because of Russ. And if Russ is playing. If he's making all his shots, he's not a he's he's, he's a terrible three he's point statist- He's statistically the worst three point shooter in NBA history. I'm pretty sure for someone it, who he's like missed, who's taken over a certain amount yes, of who's taken here. over a certain number of attempts. He's not a good three it was point either, shooter. I was him or the old Isaiah Thomas. As old Isaiah oh, Thomas really? was really bad, and Charles Barkley is a horrendous three point yeah. shooter too. But you need yeah. to he can get better. I'm just saying. Like <sighs> I agree. So you think the problem is a lot of Russ? I think it's a lot of Russ. I think it's really hard to play with him. I agree. I think Durant was like, hey, you're annoying. I see why I don't Durant don't like won. playing with you. It's and not he, fun. I don't like this brand of basketball. The last year was was uh Russ's best brand of basketball for him. Yeah. And they were bounced in the first round of the playoffs easily by the Rockets. Easily, all those stat pervs can go take a hike because he did not deserve the MVP. I, I mean, Triple it just proved that he, he didn't was make worth his it. team better. No, yeah, he he stat stuffed, and they gave him rebounds and all that other crap, but yeah. he didn't make his team better. I think he 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 was really good last year for a personal level. Doesn't mean he to did win every not team. make his team better. I believe that was. Should have gone to Harden. So what do you I think they do, they do from here? What gone. do you think is like the move for OKC? Like how do they change to get better? Put Melo in... Uh, I think that they might try to make a trade. I don't really see that. I don't know who they have. I don't know the who tool, they have. They got no pieces. I think you move Melo to the second unit with Raymond Felton and you put in... Let Pat him play the three. and Let him play the three or the four and have Pat-Pat yeah. play uh, play with the starting. <sighs> Pepa is good at shooting corner threes. Patrick Patterson. Um, He hasn't been great this year. No, but that's what he does. He's fine. A lot of times these teams have starters that aren't necessarily the top five players, but it helps with the cohesiveness of how it's supposed to run. Zaza Pachulia is not their five best players. No. He just starts because that's the best thing for the team, and that's how... um, you get guys like Iguadala coming off the bench to, to feast on second units. Melo could average 25 a night playing at second units. You know, I don't know. a lot, but, yeah. He I know could, Yeah, he could. Easily. Yeah. He's still an amazing offensive talent. Yeah. It's weird because you would have thought their offense would be bolstering. You know, you, you would think it would just blossom with yeah, all of these players, you know. but uh, it hasn't. It hasn't and their defense has been really good, which is kind of odd. But you have, I mean, Paul George is a great defender. Great defender. So is uh, Steven Adams a great post defender? And then uh, a lot of their defense does have to go to uh, what's well, the guy who can't shoot? Oh, Robertson. Robertson, Roberson. 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 No, it's pronounced Roberson. You checked it out? Yes. Okay. It's pronounced Roberson. Roberson is a really good defender. God, he can't shoot. He is such a liability on the offensive end, but he's a really good defender. So that you know, they have some really good defenders on that team. Um, I don't know, man. You gotta change. You gotta do something because it's obviously not working. These these teams though. That get these big stars. There's always an adjustment period at the beginning of the season, and people freak out. Something happens, they figure it out. They get a players-only meeting or something like that, and then they start playing better. We had the same thing with Miami Heat, and they made the finals that year. I don't think OKC's making the finals, but I think they're going to show up in the playoffs. Kind of like how the Bulls showed up last year before they got all, all injured. We weren't... They were like an 18, but I, th- I I don't think the Thunder are going to be that bad. I, I assume they're going to be like a 6 or something. You know, they'll get in. They'll be fine. And they're going to give hell to the three seed, you know, or the two seed. I think they can be good in the playoffs. It depends if they get it together. Yeah, it depends yeah. if they make some changes. It depends if Russ is willing to take it back a bit. It depends on a lot of different things. They have the potential to be the number two team in the West. The potential. Potential. I don't know if will I don't think they will. Not really. I think right now uh, the Houston's number two in the West. I <laughs> What's your number two? <coughs> well, power rankings wise, yeah, I would say the Warriors are, are the best still. Yeah, no well, statistically, they're. I mean, we've I think lost, the Warriors right? are honestly playing around with this season. I really don't think they. They're taking a lot a, of rest. Wow, they're taking a lot of rest. Love it. Oh me, but regardless, yeah, I think that they could be the three seed. That's like the highest potential I think for OKC, but you know, a tough three seed. Not you know, not no gimme. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they're getting there this this not this year. Not so, this year. But they're going to be tough. They're going to fight. Absolutely. Who Who you been, like, surprised with, like, presently surprised with this year as, like, a team that you've been either mm. fun to watch uh, or, like, or a team that's doing something different? Fun to watch. Well, this, the Sixers have been a right. ton of fun to watch. I, I've found myself watching a lot of Sixers. Um, I'm trying to think of some other fun teams that I really enjoy. Uh, Denver is pretty fun to watch yeah with just Jokic doing his weird stuff he's just a good passer um, ball moves sometimes somewhere. I have a hard time just like thinking of teams off the top of my head no I know I, so one team that I've is the Lakers I've watched more Lakers Kuz. than I would like to Kuzma's my boy that dude gets buckets number two in points for rookies um, he's right behind Ben Simmons and he's playing less minutes um, he's he's a really good scorer um, honestly, I just like the, watching the potential of the Lakers. Um, I think they're a really good team uh, in, in the horizon. I think they could potentially be a good team. I like what I've seen from Brandon Ingram this year. I've been very pleasantly surprised. That dude showed I told you. That dude showed I told you. up last night. I told you. I liked him. What did he put up? 31, 32? 32? Yeah, which is the most points he's ever scored. You know, he's not going to be a guy who scores 40. That's fine. You don't need him to. But he's going to be a guy who scores 25 and... You know, he can he can be a twenty five a night kind of guy. I think he's got a good game. He's got a good mid range. He's got he's taking it to the basket strong. Um Once he is comfortable in getting to his spots and being strong in those spots, he's, like he's getting better. He's getting there. He's I've, bulked up to a, little he's a little bit. A little bit. I was, I was, I was I, watching him just coming yeah. in for timeouts and stuff like that. He's noticeably his shoulders have filled, out, filled yeah. out. He's filled out a little bit. He's young. I think he's twenty. 21, super young. Very young. Yeah. They could have a good core with Kuzma, if Lonzo can ever fix that brick-ass jumper. He ass made a couple jumper. threes last night. Uh, he still does a lot of stuff, so he's a valuable asset to a team, like Ricky Rubio. You know, uh, Ricky Rubio is not was never a great shooter, um, and I think Lonzo Ball has potential to be a better shooter than Ricky Rubio, but Ricky Rubio did a ton of things. Shout-out to the Jazz. Shout-out to Weird Europeaners. Weird Europeaners. Love Um But no, he can do a lot of things. He's like tied for the leader in assists for rookies. Um, He gets a ton of rebounds. He's a great rebounding guard. Um, He does a lot for your ball movement. And, you know, he's not a distraction as he's shown so far. It's his dad that's really annoying. He's fine. He seems like a good dude. Yeah. Um, Nothing really, you know, nothing really special about him in that way. So I I don't know. I, I think they have a good little core. We'll see what happens, especially if they want to transition to getting LeBron. So. Brandon Ingram's nice, though. Yes. He is nice. He's, he's a good offensive right scorer. Uh, very good defender. Underrated defender. He's very thin. Yeah, He's slight of build. Yep. But if he continues to fill out, he's going to be a menace. Because he's got that weird length, the agility... Uh, you know, just like the intuition of, you know, being in the right spot and all that kind of stuff. Uh, another team I actually enjoyed watching is been the New Orleans Pelicans, just because watching Boogie, Boogie yes. just dominate has been so much fun. I love when Boogie's good, man. I've, I've always been a big Boogie fan. I like weird guys. Yeah. Like, I love the characters. Yeah, he's Those are my a guys. Like I love the characters. Or... Draymond, uh, JaVale McGee, um, trying to think, who are the like weirdos? Um... Jokic is a weirdo. Yeah. Big uh, Boogie's just like kind of a crazy person. I He's love He's definitely that. kind of psycho. Uh, I'm trying to think. so. Porzingis is like kind of just like a goofy big guy. I'm naming a lot of weird Europeans again, but... They're our favorite. little gang Gangbanger. Love him. Just like... I love characters. It just yeah. makes... If it's any sport, NBA, NFL, golf, tennis, cricket, badminton... Polo, anything, any sport—I I just like swimming. It doesn't matter. Like if you're a, if you're a character, I'm gonna enjoy watching. And that's you what's so great home. about sports is like there's all these people that are different and interesting and funny. So that's I, I think that's that's you know one yeah. of the best parts about sports. Absolutely. Got anything you want to end on for you? Yeah, I do. All right, all right, let's hear it. I got this question to pose to you. Okay, it's not about sports, okay. but kind of. Okay. What is the biggest animal you think you could fuck up? Like, if you were, if you, if you and an animal were supposed to, like, wait, a scrap to fight? Yeah, so the animal wants to beat you up, and you want to beat up the animal. What's the biggest animal you think you could be like? First off, we don't endorse beating up animals. No, I don't. I'm very for PETA. Propita. Hypothetical, if you. Hypothetical, ha- I was just thinking about Roman the Roman ages, you had to fight in a cage. Well, no, it's not that you want to fight. No, you the, have to. You have or to, or you'll wants to fight you. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you are backed into a corner and you're yeah. like, damn, I have to like, fight, fight this thing. Like Game of Thrones bear style. Yeah, so what are you going to do? trying to think, what's the biggest animal? I think a wolf would give me the business. A wolf would mess you up right <laughs> Give me quick. the business quick. Their no, pack can't animal. be any water animal, too, because I'm going to drown. I'm for sure dying. Yeah, yeah, an octopus could take me on the water. Yeah, it wouldn't be problem. hard. Like a if jellyfish. If a stingray took yeah. out Steve Irwin, I'm screwed. Well, it's, like, non-Australian animals, because I feel like everything in Australia can just kill you, regardless of size. Like, size doesn't matter there, mm-hmm. um, when it comes to death. Yeah. Everything will just kill you. High right? death rate. High death rate. Um... I think I could, I could probably fuck up a wallaby. That's it. Wallabies are tiny. Yeah, I got that. Uh, I don't think I, I don't think I can bust with anything very big. Do you think you could beat up like a six foot alligator or like a five foot alligator? No, I think they give me the, you think a, I think they'd give me the work. So how big of an alligator do you think you could fight? <laughs> it would have to be like a baby alligator. It would be like a baby I'm... alligator. I don't, it's like four, three feet. Like a three foot alligator. What's that like that? Yeah, I could get a three-foot alligator. For like people can, who can't see, Max is holding his arms out, guessing about the size of three feet. <laughs> this is probably not three feet. I think I could fight, like, a four-foot alligator. Four-foot? You're taking a whole other foot than me? Yeah. Four what about five, five? five? I think foot? I might be able to get a five-foot. But I was thinking probably a a doe. A doe? They're pretty hard to catch. No, it wants to fight. You. Oh, it wants to fight you? It wants to they fight you. They got me. those little necks. I could probably take out an ostrich. They got those little little Do ostriches, no, they got big big fangs on their feet. They oh, will kill geez, you. That's so They'll true. kill you right quick. Kangaroos too. Kangaroos are yo. They'll jack you up. They got garden garden tube veins. Dude, those things are brolic. so thick. Uh, they got that mean kick too. And like a mountain lion, like mountain a small one, I know, maybe a mountain lion, a lynx. Because I'll just take... See, so uh, what you gotta do is you gotta take one of the hits with your forearm, because they're not as intelligent as you, so you have yeah. to outthink them. You gotta let them hit your arm just in some sort arm. of way, bite your arm. You're going strict like predator-wise. I'm just thinking, like, a uh, docile animal. Like a docile like animal? Like a big, docile animal that I feel like I could fight. Horses would for sure murder you. There's no chance you could What about kill. a pony? <laughs> Or uh, mini horse, mini horse. Maybe. I, yeah, I, could get a I think I, I still, I'm sticking with a doe. I feel like I could get I think like a doe. doe is true, those are pretty true. big. I think tip. I could, I could not a moose though. Moose, nah, those things scary. are scary. Angry, and not like 900 pounds. Yeah, there's no way a moose. There's I'm no way thinking moose. like 150 pounds. Someone doe. without horns. That's what I'm saying. Like doe. a big fat doe, no horns. A ram would mess you up. Nah, a ram would hit you with a. I okay. This is a, a lot. Most people don't know this about me. When I was younger, I was deathly afraid to talk to people. I was like beyond afraid to talk to people. Now you're talking to fifty plus. Now I'm talking yeah, fifty shout out to my fifty followers. Well probably all followers of Max are like, oh god, here Fraser goes again. But anyway, so when I was younger, I was really afraid to talk to I was incredibly shy. And I created this persona of Billy Goat. I was, I was, the I was a billy goat. I wanted people to call me billy goat. I used to headbutt shit, and I didn't talk to anyone. And I would just like headbutt people if let... I got mad. And Max would introduce me to people. We'd be on the playground at the school, and he would go, "This is my brother Billy Goat. I'm Max," and he would be like, he was like running for mayor, and I was just <laughs> I'm kissing babies out here. Max would headbutt my friends. That's why I'm thinking, I could channel my inner billy goat and just like fuck just up a headbutt goat. a deer. Yeah. <laughs> Pure, like, pure force of will. Just take out a Dig. dick. And I'm not saying it. I'm not doing this to be a dick again. You gotta remember. You, you're you in a cage. Yeah. I'm in a cage. Like, I have to. Like, life or, life or death. death. This thing's coming at me. I have no choice. Oh, warthogs keep murder. No, they got the fangs, fangs. And once you get your old yeller, you get one warthog, old yeller, you're out. Out. See ya. Rabies. Rabies. Ooh. That's because the problem sometimes with small animals, they like, like a porky. Actually, I could probably mess up a porcupine, dude. a porcupine—I don't think you I'm get, smarter i smarter than a porcupine. You couldn't get it past its defenses, is what I'm saying. No, I can No, I got it. What are you gonna do, kick it? Just like, sh- dude, you, you just it? bite the bullet. I, you gotta take it for the team a I little. Yes. You, you're not gonna come out like a rose, you know, a fresh little rose. You're gonna come out battered and bruised, but you're, you, could, I could beat, I could beat one, a skunk. I can beat that too. You're thinking really small, man. I you don't have a lot of confidence in that I'm just thinking like I could probably get I don't know about a doe. I'm thinking I could take out a year old doe. Oh a year old for sure. They're very they're much smaller than you think. Okay, a year and a half. Like a hundred and fifty pound year yeah, and well half old. Yeah, well that's like two. Dough. Two? Yeah. Ooh, maybe I could I could I might be able to handle that. Yeah. Take care of business. Take care of business so i was just like i've never thought of we were talking about it i was thinking about it at work and i posed the question god i'll have to think about that i'll come back i'll like post on this on the instagram yeah message uh post a message of what what's the biggest animal you think you could square up with Uh, if you had to if If you had had to to, if you had to fight an animal what's the biggest one you could fight Alright, just bare hands. Bare hands, not bare knuckles. No one tell PETA about this. Well, yeah, or no, they don't even know. I'm very, I don't wear leather, that's a lie. I don't, <laughs> that's a lie. I don't wear fur, real fur. Also a lie. No, I don't wear re- real fur. You just don't own any real fur. I, w- I wouldn't wear it. You wouldn't wear it? No. I think you would. I wouldn't. If it was Gucci? Maybe. Alright. <laughs> okay, there it is. If it was Gucci, I would. Yeah. But then it's, Gucci's actually getting away from uh, animal fur. What? What do you mean, whatever? You'd wear it if it was old Gucci swag. like. Probably. No, you're it. probably right. But yeah. at the same time. I know. I know. Do we got time for another story? Yeah. All right. So as people know, I go to the gym sometimes. And there's this one fitness area um, that I usually work out with. And they have classes and stuff like in there. But what is it is, It's a big sports area. They got turf. They got uh, three squat racks, mirror. They got a whole bunch of crazy stuff. So I like going there because you can kind of mix it up. And there's this one yoke lady that does all the classes. She's in, like, a ridiculous shape. Oh, my God. Shape. She's an animal. She's so much, so much in better shape than I am. It's, like, unbelievable. By so much. Yeah, by so much. It's like I am Jabba the Hutt compared to her. You yeah, know what I mean? I look ball. like a amorphous blob. I just want to be like, bravo. Yeah. Prou- good proud for you. Good, good for, for you. you. But it's also her job. And it's not my job. So she wears the microphone and she, you know, talks out yeah. to the class and stuff like that. So she's talking to this guy and it seems like a very personal conversation, (laughs) you know, it's like, and it's going and she has the mic on. Yeah. So everyone in this area is listening to her talk to this guy and she goes, oh, so do you need medicine? Can it spread? I was like, what is going on? It's like, are we is this like, does a guy have like an STD? Is this like a marital thing? Oh, I'm God. like this is like a super personal thing, lady. It's like not something I need to do. Bite your about. tongue, turn off the damn mic. Like, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? I feel like I'm not supposed to be in this conversation. So it's like, what is going on here? Uh-huh. So basically she just continues to have this conversation with this guy with the mic on, and I had to leave. I felt so uncomfortable I just had to leave. I was like, I got to get out. I got to go. But yeah, so it's just like it kept going on. It seemed incredibly personal. And I was in beyond. Was this a real, is this like, is this been what you've been thinking about all day? No, it happened like a week or two ago. Oh, I okay. Just kind of had time to bring it up. <laughs> I was up. wondering how that, you know, pertained to. I got uh, lots of stories. up with animals? I got lots of stories. Dude, she could take you out though. She could. 100%. There's no way you could take her. All right, so how big of a deaf person do you think you could fight? What? That's nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Not big. So how big of a normal human could I take on? Not that no, big. a deaf person. That's the same thing. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Shout out to Matt Hamill. Matt Hamill? He's deaf? The Yeah, he was a MMA fighter. Oh, really? Yeah. I could take him. No, I'm just kidding. No, you couldn't. <laughs> he would... D- He's like he's the guy who John Jones twelve to six elbowed. Oh, really? That was him. Yeah, and he lost his hearing from that. No, no, he already was deaf. (laughs) He went to like some New York school for the deaf or something. I'm pretty sure. No, no, no. no. It was like a institute of sorts. Institute of deaf people. Yeah, but no, Matt Hamill. Look him up. Pretty sure he was hearing impaired. Fond the Oh, I like that. Hearing impaired. Yeah, I was just joking. Obviously, like (laughs) I, I. any side deaf person can beat me up. You know, it's like, it doesn't matter. It's like, it's, it's just another difference. person yeah. just being silly. No, send answer. all, uh, all complaints to at masters <laughs> Not a thing. Not a all thing. right. All right. So we'll wrap this one up. Thanks for joining us. I'm trying to grin and bear it. Hopefully I didn't cough too much for you guys. No, you're good. Cool. Sorry if I offended any, uh, hearing impaired people. I was just being silly. <laughs> no. Nah. Love you okay. all. Love you all. Bye. Bye.